Hi, my name is Evan Anderson, and I want to welcome you to the Church of Leaders podcast. Here it is our goal to help everyone realize that they are a unique and valuable leader, and not only are you a leader in your own life, but you can be a leader of other people as well. Our goal is to discuss different kinds of topics to help people realize and learn about the different kind of ways to lead so that everybody can not only lead in their own lives by leading themselves and leading the people around them, but they can lead from a place of health. So getting started with that, I want to welcome you to episode two. Episode two is one I am super excited about. As you may have noticed, if you listened to the first episode, we had a name change. Um, The world is full of uncertainty. The future is uncertain. And I'm going to be honest with you guys in learning how to do podcasting and all that kind of stuff. The uncertainty uh, grows. So (laughs) and starting to realize that I needed to figure out what I should do as far as naming and figuring all this stuff out and the whole wild west of this whole process. I went through a name change, got some advice on it and everything, uh, found that it was the better option. So now we've changed to the Church of Leaders podcast. Um, And I believe this one's going to stick for a while. But uncertainty like that can be super duper um, daunting. It can be a very intimidating thing, um, especially when you have to be the leader. Because a lot of times as a leader, you have to be the spearhead for the uncertainty that a team may be going through. Um, And that leads me to what our title of today's uh, episode is, which is leading through uncertainty. Now, when I say through uncertainty, I don't mean using uncertainty as a leadership tool, because that's a terrible idea. Um, What I mean is that when you and your team have something that you are going through, it is an opportunity to lead through uncertainty. And so that means that there are things that you need to do as a result to help you lead better. So I've got two things that I want to encourage you with to help you when leading through uncertainty. I've got one encouragement about leading through uncertainty. Then I have a challenge for you. So the first two things that I want to mention are number one is you want to find some anchors. Number two is that if you found anchors, then you want to talk about your prep and your planning. Um, And then number three is the encouragement. And I want to talk about um, endurance. And then I have a little challenge for you at the end, okay? So with number, before we start into any of that, I was going to get to number one, but before we start any of that, I want to tell you a story. So um, if for most of you who know me, uh, I work at a church. And so one of the things that we have to do at a church that's a fun challenge is leading teams of people, but we're leading teams of people who are volunteers. So leading teams of volunteers can be very difficult because people, um, cause you're not there because you're being paid or you're not there because you have, uh, something like that. You're only there because you believe in the vision and you believe in what's going on. So leading those teams can be really, really fun, but it means you need to be very good to them. You need to be great stewards of them because when you have people volunteering, they're giving you their free time. That's important. That's something worth stewarding very well. So one of the things, um, that's partial side change, but the big thing is that I had a baptism, uh, event that was going on. So baptism is the outward declaration of a sign of being a Christian. So there's some celebration that goes along with that. There's other, all kinds of stuff. Well, we were doing this event at the beach because our church is a is a you know central florida very coastal community um so as an example like half of our people will be gone during the summer they'll come back seasonally uh, we have a lot of people who are snowbirds they live here during season um and the reason why is because this like i said coastal community and all like that so one of the fun things about having a coastal community is that we have access to incredible incredible beaches i mean we are 40 minutes our campus is 40 minutes from one of the top beaches in the world so I mean, you want to talk about opportunity, we've got it in spades when it comes to beach access. So what is one of those things we're going to do? 
we are going to go do a beach baptism, of course. So in getting all this prepped and planned and everything like that, you kind of hit a point, at least I did, where I'm going, okay, I'm going to do a beach baptism. We're going to do this thing. And you kind of go, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> like I've never, I've never done it before. So I don't, I don't have a frame of reference. I don't have one under the belt to kind of go, oh, well, maybe I'll do it kind of like, no, I don't have anything like that, especially because I've never done something like this for the now my boss. And that leader is somebody who has different expectations than the other leaders that I've worked for before. So it's a very different, weird kind of feeling. And then add on top of it. So I've got a different boss. So I've never planned an event for this boss like this before. I've never planned an event like this before. And then there's one other thing. We've also never done one of these events before at the church as a whole post COVID. So that's one other thing that's also kind of important. Um, we've never gone through this since COVID has happened. Well, things have changed because of COVID. We are more sanitary. We're more careful. We're trying to be more sensitive and more on board with the idea of being clean and being neat and being organized. So there's all of these different things like how we've done things before may not work now because it's a different time now. There's all kinds of changes and stuff. So I'm going, hey, great, let's do this. Oh, and then there's one other thing. I've never scheduled an event like this with the team that I have. So I've got so many things going on that's telling me, what are we doing? And you don't know how to do this. All of these kinds of uncertainties are cropping up in my head because I'm going, I've never had to plan an event like this before and I've never had to do these things. See, I was in a position where I had a great amount of uncertainty. And see, that uncertainty was very, very difficult to deal with for me because at the time, it's nothing but fear. You're going like, man, I don't want to mess this up because I've got two things going on. If I mess this up for the people who are having their experience, then their experience is being is being screwed up, which is a terrible feeling. But then to add on top of that, I don't want to screw it up because just like anybody else, you don't want to get fired. <laughs> so that's also another problem. So why what what does all this mean? Where what happened and everything? Well, we get through the event and it ends up being awesome. We had 98 people there. We ended up having a bunch of baptisms. It was a lot of fun. There was extra food, which is awesome because you don't want to have just enough. You should always have extra. And so we're going through everything and it turned out to be a pretty good event. In fact, I actually got to have a really cool moment where one of my leaders was uh, watching things for me while I was at the beach and, you know, cause we were at a pavilion and then the pavilion is a distance away. And so he was actually taking care of some stuff for me that I never had to tell him about. And it's because I got to see that, okay, he knows that I've delegated authority to him. He knows how to do this stuff. So we ended up, I ended up having a surplus of awesome stuff happen, but it was very intimidating. And it's very, very scary to lead through these kinds of uncertainties. So the event may have been a success, but my stress levels were through the roof. I mean, my wife, if it were not for her, this event probably wouldn't have even happened. The re is honestly the reality. And part of the reason why is because I had to talk to somebody to figure out what to do. But not only just talk to somebody, I had to talk to somebody who knew what they were doing. And so one of the things that this leads me to is our first point. The first point that we need to keep in mind is we need to find our anchors. 
So when leading through uncertainty, one of the two things that's going to help you is finding your anchors. Now, what are your anchors? I want to encourage you uh, write this down. This is what's going to help you define it. Your anchor is a dynamic person or thing that is unchanging when everything else is changing. And I'll give you an example. If I have something that is a an a dynamic anchor, then what that means is that I can trust it even when everything else around me is not trustworthy. So as an example, my wife is an anchor for me. She's a dynamic anchor. When everything else is changing, she's not. And so what happened is in this situation, the budget was uncertain. The team members were uncertain. We had some uncertainty going on. There were changing factors all around, but my wife was not. See, what happened was that she stepped up and she was able to say, here's where you should go for food. I'm going to start doing research on this or da da da. And she started putting orders in. She started figuring out things for me. She started helping that, but she didn't let me do it alone and she didn't do it without me. She did it with me because she has more event planning experience. That was an anchor for me. And so the first thing is you need to find your anchors. Here's my why behind that. It's not just that it's a great idea to have people around you and you know rally and things like that. Here's one of the big things. Your anchors know your weaknesses. See, here's the second part of defining an anchor. Your anchor is going to know you. When it comes to people, your anchors are going to know you. Find the things that you need to that you need to put the event on, to do the to lead through that uncertain situation. But these have to be things that are not gonna change, but they have to be things that also work well for you. See, the reality is this could not just be a person, it could also be a software, or it could be a company who provides services. But these are things that you need to pull the event off that are going to work best for you the way you work. As a leader, we all have our own unique identities, but we all face challenges that are very similar. And these challenges can be addressed in different ways based on you as a unique individual leader. That's important to remember. If you know yourself well enough, you can address those things well enough. So that's our first point is find your anchors. The second one is this. When you're leading through uncertainty, prepare for your preparation. Be prepared. And here's why I say this. It's the age-old adage. When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And the reason why this matters in uncertainty is because of one thing. If I make one plan in an uncertain environment and I have no backup plans and that plan fails, I am going to be stuck and not know what to do. We don't know where to go in those situations because we did not prepare for it. That's when I mentioned we had more than enough food. See, the second point of preparing of being prepared, sorry, is that you, when you are prepared like that, you prepare for failure, you prepare for success. Being prepared all the way around is a great thing to do. And when you do that, you set yourself up for success. See, the reality is that success is the dawn of failure. You have to go through a night of failure. You have to go through failure. Failure is going to happen. Failure is an option. But the reality is that failure is an option to get you to success. There is no one who has ever succeeded in anything that did not first have overcome a bunch of failures as a result. And that, my friend, is one of the key things that helps. See, when we can think about the preparation, 
and you can you can be okay with failure. See, when I think about my plan and I go, man, I planned for this and I tried that and it didn't work. One of the things was I planned for a certain amount of people food-wise. Well, the day before, I'm telling you 25 hours before the event, we found out the amount of people who were showing up doubled. That is insane. That puts me in a terrible spot. That means I only would have had half the food I needed unless I prepared in case of failure. And so one of the things that happened as a result is that I ended up preparing just a little bit extra food here. And I prepared to order food from a place that I could get more food from them in the same order, doesn't take any extra work. And so what happened was is that kind of success put me in a place where I was not faced with failure, I was faced with success. But had I failed, it would have been very close to a success and it would have given me just enough to continue on to success in some way. And here's the example. And my wife said it best. She said, if you run out of food and it's all from the same vendor, you can go back and get more. And see, because of the way it was set up, it was a successful plan from the get-go because failure was in the plan. You can prepare yourself for failure when you are preparing yourself at all. See, the people who are going to wait till last minute to get their plans together are not going to be as successful. The people who, who prepare in advance before they have to be prepared are the people who are planning for success. Now, those both go without saying. It's very important, you know, obviously you should be, you know, you should be very well anchored with good community, resources, things like that. You should obviously prepare, make sure you're planning things. As a leader, you don't want to be a reactionary leader. You want to be a pro-actionary leader. You want to get ahead of it, not behind it. But the thing I want to encourage you with is this. Whether you are, whether you are leading as a team lead at McDonald's, a team lead at Taco Bell, which love me some Taco Bell, but whether you're a team lead at Taco Bell, a team lead at a movie theater, you're on the staff of Goodwill or another major company. Maybe you work for a software company and you're a senior engineer. Maybe you're in a position of minor leadership or major leadership. Number one thing that you need to remember is this, and I want to encourage you with this today. You can overcome and you can endure. And so my encouragement today is not an encouragement that's a challenge of like, hey, try to work together, put a plan together, a mock trial, see how it goes. No, my one encouragement for you is just this. Know that you can endure. See, leading through uncertainty is more about pain tolerance than anything else. And I'll explain by saying this. The amount of uncertainty you experience is determined by the amount of pain you can endure. See, uncertainty produces a lot of pain and you should not work you should not be putting yourself in situations where you are where you're like well let me deal with as much uncertainty as possible no don't do that, <laughs> that that's not setting yourself up for success but what can set you up for success is all those things we talked about but there's still going to be uncertainty there's things you don't know i didn't know a headcount until the day of until all the food got put away and everybody said we're done I didn't know. I, we had people from the beach show up. We had people that we did not plan for show up. There's always going to be certain elements of uncertainty that you cannot get away from. But I promise you, you can endure through it. Know that you will survive. That is one of the biggest reasons people do not survive failures because they don't know that they can. So what they do is jump ship before, right before the dawn of success, right before they're about to get through the storm, they jump ship. My friend, 
Do not jump ship. You are a better leader than that. You are a great leader, in fact. And I know that you can do it. I do, because you really can. The last thing I want to do, really quickly, that was our encouragement. I know it's a slightly shorter episode. I got a challenge for you, all right? So here's your challenge. I want you to find three dynamic anchors in your leadership life. They could be a number two on the team. Like this is your go-to person that you lead. They love you. You love them. They get behind your vision every time. You guys sync up. Maybe that number two needs to know that they're an anchor, that they're a confidant, that there's somebody you can go to for asking help. Now, find three people like that, okay? This could be a parent. This could be a mentor, a pastor. This could be a leader in another division of the company. Doesn't matter. Find your anchors, people that when you face uncertainty or problems and you don't know where you're going to go next or what you're going to do, but you know you can go ask them. That's your people. Go find those anchors. Find those things. They could be a software. For instance, some people need to know how to use Excel. You know why? Because they're not good with numbers and Excel can help that. (laughs) So find your software. Find your things that are going to help you the next time you face uncertainty. And think about this too. What kind of uncertainty do I face on a regular basis? Do I have to plan events regularly and I'm not good at planning them, but maybe I should get better? What are the kind of things that you're facing that can also help you find your anchors? But I want to encourage you with that. If you liked any of it, like, subscribe, feed the algorithm, do something, interact with it. Let me know what you think about it. And I'm going to add that challenge question to the podcast, so feel free to answer it. But I want to encourage you in knowing that you are a leader. You're a leader where you're at. You're a leader where you're going to be. You're always going to be a leader because everybody can be a leader. And know that you are worth being led by a good leader and you're worth leading. You're worth being a good leader to your people. All right? So I hope that was helpful. I'll talk to you next time.